majesty. You are El Shaddai, the God that is more than enough. You are our rock, our keeper, our sustainer. You're the everlasting father, the great, great, good, good father. You're the great I am for sure. You are king of kings and definitely Lord of lords. We acknowledge you to be the sovereign God. Everything moves because of you. Thank you, O oh God, for painting the beautiful sky this morning with clouds and with the, the, the um, sun and with um, the different um, colors in the sky. You are the great painter, the maestro, and so we thank you, O oh God. You're the Holy One of Israel. Oh, yes, God. You are the great I am, and you are I am that I am. Hallelujah. Thank you for being our peace. Thank you for being our joy. Thank you for being the banner over us. Thank you for being our righteousness. Thank you, oh God, for being our sustainer. You are the great tower that we can lean on, and we glorify you. We thank you because glory, honor, and majesty is all yours. We can't even give you anything besides praise, God, because glory is already yours. Honor is already yours, and we acknowledge you to be the great God that you are. Hallelujah. We thank you, oh God, because what exists in our minds doesn't really exist. And so because of you, God, we have to move in this kingdom walk as you say. And so, God, we're going to be obedient. We thank you for extra supernatural strength on today, supernatural power, supernatural um, 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 revelation in the name of Jesus. And, God, your word, your word is wonderful. Your word is so magnificent. It, it rules us, God. Mm-mm-mm. Your word woos us, draws us, God, and some it drives. But, Lord, if we are obedient to you, it will bring us in. And so, God, we pray that your word in this discussion tonight will draw us closer to you, draw us into your presence, draw us into awareness, draw us into revelation in the name of Jesus. Oh, my God, you are a great God, and I acknowledge you on this particular evening. Thank you, oh, God, for being the great... Revealer, you reveal all, God, and I thank you, O God, for the women of God who continue to press, to press to the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Thank you, O God, that we're operating in our territory, God. I pray in the name of Jesus that more will rise up, God. We want the men to rise up, but this month, God, we are we are focusing on women. So let the women rise up in the name of Jesus. I glorify you, God, for us operating in our territory, not being scaredy cats, and God being strong for you in the majestic name of Jesus. Oh, God, we honor you, God, for this great open heaven. Oh, we can ask and it shall be done. Hallelujah. You're just making waves out of no way. Oh, my God. And we honor you, God, for being who you are. Lord God, you are revealing. Mm, mm, mm. You are revealing. If we would just open our eyes and see, let the women see. Let the women walk up. Let the women talk. Let them speak about your goodness in the name of Jesus. Let them speak about your greatness in the name of Jesus. Take us higher, God, and let us go low when it comes to praying. Let us go down on our knees, God, and cover and be mad women, mad women, God, that causes us to shift 
the very foundation of the earth. In the name of Jesus, oh God, we glorify you. Oh God, we bless your name because you caused us to triumph. Oh God, help us to lift up our heads, oh ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting hosts, ye everlasting hosts, and the King of glory shall come in. Come into the women. Come into the sanctuary. Come into our churches. Come into our homes. Come into our hearts. Come into our bedrooms. Come into our bathrooms. Come into our kitchens. Come into our living areas. Come into our schools. Come into our children. In the name of Jesus, yes, we're mad and we're tired of the enemy, but we say yes to your will. We say yes to your way. We say yes because you are worthy. All of my city. Hmm. We glorify you, God. We glorify you. You are worthy to be praised. And God, yes, we say yes. Yes, we say yes. Yes, we do say yes to your will and to your way. Let them rise up. I command them to rise in the name of Jesus. Oh, we honor you. Oh, we bless you. You, God, are worthy. You're the sovereign God, and you're so worthy to be praised. Oh, yes, Lord. Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee, Lord. Oh, let the nations rise and rejoice and shout you are our God, and we are triumphant. Oh, let the women, God, who've been abused, who've been neglected, who've been cast to the side, let them rise up in the name of Jesus. And don't let them focus on that, but focus on them being the victor in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes, we may have been caught. Yes, we may have been down. Yes, we may have done it. Yes, we may have been wrong. But God, you are our salvation. You are our redeemer. I am our son. And we say thank you. Thank you for being so good. Thank you for being so kind. Thank you for your keeping power. All that men will praise you for your wonderful work. Glory to God. Hey, 
God. You call us righteous. Hey, glory to God. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Oh, God, I know this is a talk show, but I, let me tell you something. God is a great God, and I've got to bless him right there because he keeps you when you don't even want to be kept at times, and he sustains you when it seems like you can't go any further. He draws you back when you go out even to the far deep, and he said, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be married to you because you decided one day to choose me because I had already chosen you, and when I choose you, I'm going going to draw you back in. Oh, daughter. Oh, son. Listen to me. To, ah, my, 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 oh, listen tonight, people of God. Mm. I know what we're talking about, but let him draw you in because if you allow him to draw you in, there are bountiful blessings in store. He wants to reveal his revelatory power is here for you. Oh, my God. Thank you, Jesus. I got to get to this topic. Oh, hallelujah. Mm -mm -mm. Thank you, Jesus. He's a great God. He's a great king. He will keep you in the midnight hour. Hear me, women. Y'all know what I'm talking about. He will keep you in the midnight hour. Listen, I have have two guests on tonight, and you know what? I'm so grateful to them. There was going to be three, but there's two on tonight, and um, the third one, my sister, I appreciate her so much. And I said, you know, just rest, just rest. And I love her. Pastor T, I thank you so much. You're so wonderful. Um, We have two guests on tonight, and I'm just going to release the line for both of them, and they're going to be on in just a moment as we talk about and just kind of go over a couple of things regarding um, gender biases in the church, the things women have to face that go um, on in ministry sometimes. And listen, I want you to understand, women of God and men of God, this is nothing about This is nothing to say against men. This is all about us coming up, being aware of where we are, and learning and growing from those things. And so I'm excited tonight to have two people on with us tonight. And um, I want them to come on in just a moment. And the first one is um, Prophetess Maisha McDowell Tate. I've known her since she was a little girl, and she'll be on tonight. She's here from from Tucson, Arizona, and I just want to release the line. Um, Prophetess Tate, are you on with me? Hallelujah. Hello, hello. I am on the line. Thank you, um, Reverend Danzia, for allowing me to be on this line. I am grateful to God for this moment that he crafted out, and I'm just ready to release what's on my heart. Praise God. Praise God. I'm excited. Thank you so much for accepting my invitation, especially at the last minute. I appreciate you, sis. Um, I want to bring on real quick as well um, Minister Monisha Porter. I've also known her for many, many years, and she's also in the Tucson area and will, in just a moment, make sure they give honor to their pastors because it's so important to give honor to our pastors. Let me give honor to my pastor, and my pastor is none other than um, Bishop Demetrius Miles and um, Pastor Angela Miles. And so I'm grateful for them. I also have to give honor to my mentor who's constantly pushing me in ministry, especially on this particular broadcast, and that's Bishop Latresa Jester. I'm just excited about these people in my life and what they're doing. Right now I want to bring on Minister Monisha Porter. Are you there with me? 
I am. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. And I'd like to give honor to my pastor, the Reverend Dr. Arante Jenkins of Friendship Missionary Baptist Church. And I just want to thank you so much for thinking of me, Reverend Dancy. I love you. I love you, too. Thank you so much. Um, Prophetess Tate, go ahead and give a shout-out to your pastor. Okay, okay. Shout-out to my father, uh, my my biological father, my spiritual father, uh, Pastor Elwood McDowell of Trinity Missionary Baptist Church, um, and my my assistant pastor, my husband, Greg Tate, Trinity Missionary Baptist Church. He is my covering and my friend, and I thank God for him and for releasing me to use my gift in the way that I do. And also to all of my mentors, Bishop Latresa Jester was my youth um, minister as a child growing up, so I just feel honored to be among her as well. Awesome, awesome. So we talked about covering just a moment. We talked about our pastors. We have our husbands who are our immediate covering. Go ahead, um, Minister Porter, and give a shout-out to your immediate covering my immediate covering the honey bear the honey bunny bear uh deacon (laughs) stan porter (laughs) and he certainly is my covering he prays for me he prays with me and he also is my friend so yes ma'am i i love it i'm gonna make sure and give a shout out to my honey um as well and that is my pookie bear that you got your honey bear i got my pookie bear my honey dip my chocolate drop you know my gummy drop that's yeah. him and that's none other <laughs> reverend leon and i'm gonna say his real name he's gonna get mad i'm not sure if he's on yet but reverend leonjo morris senior and i'm so happy for him because he prays with me and for me every single night and my healing is coming as a result i believe of his prayers for me so shout out honey um, I'm on the scripture tonight, so I want to do the scripture just real briefly, and I'm excited about this because it's a topic that um, Bishop Jester brought up to me, and I, you know, which is funny, and I'm just going to say this, it's funny that it's funny meaning, you know, um, it's peculiar, we're peculiar people, and so what what has happened, this this topic has been, I'm going to say raging in my head, and I'm like, no, people ain't dealing with this no more, but um, I know I have, and I've been wanting to talk about it for the past about two months now, um, since January, so I guess about two months now. And she dropped it in my spirit this afternoon around 3 o'clock of what to talk about. And I'm so appreciative of her for being, for, for first of all, hearing God, hearing ministry, knowing the timing, and being able to confirm in me to talk about tonight. So I'm ever so grateful for that tonight. And we're talking about, I'm going to ask a question. Is there, and, 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 and um, I need either one of you to come in on this. First of all, are there gender biases in the church? I would have to say yes. Um, this is Prophetess Maisha. Um, I would have to say yes. I have experienced that within the church. Um, and I, um, I believe that it is still prevalent um, and unfortunately, um, we seem to be still dealing with this issue that you would think would be, would be, we'd be a little bit further along concerning the gender bias issue. But yes, I have personally experienced it um, in church, um, specifically with um, other ministries that um, maybe do not believe in having women preachers. Um, 
even sometimes with people who come into our personal church, my church, um, who come from other backgrounds and who come from teaching that women should not be preachers. And I've had men specifically um, who a woman would get up in the pulpit and would not listen to a woman preach. Um, I've had those men to sit and actually listen to my sermons and come up to me and respectfully share their stories and say, you know, you are the first woman preacher I have actually listened to. So I believe that some barriers are being broken down um, by the spirit of the Lord. And I think that when people come into the presence of God and they feel his presence, some of those barriers begin to fall, even though they may not want them to fall. Um, And so I'm just seeing personally that um, even when I've come up against opposition, he, um, the Holy Spirit reveals himself in a way that helps people to embrace his presence, even if it's coming through a woman. Yeah. That, now, that's powerful that you say that because it is um, really the presence of God um, being uh, and this is how I see God, both genders, because we came from him. And so being the mm-hmm. presence of God or, or non-gender, you can say, because he's both. And so being the presence of God causes us to be one. And, 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 mm-hmm. and if you think about the beginning of Genesis when he said he's bone of, she's bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, and the two mm-hmm. became one. And that's how it should be in the body because the body is one. I'm, I don't want to go too far, but... Um, I do want to say the presence of God changes how it should, you know, if we allow it and yield to it, it should change how we view one another even. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Minister, um, Minister Monisha, what are, what are your thoughts? Gender biases in the church. Um, I absolutely agree. And, and it, and as, as we said, it's not, uh, it's not always about the men. There are women who think that women mm-hmm. shouldn't be um, preaching the That's word right. or be in the pulpit. I was raised um, in a different church. I was raised Church of God in Christ, and, and uh, they certainly do not believe in women preachers. Um, there, there's some strides being made now, but w- the way I grew up in the church teachings were that women did not, you did not go in the pulpit. And if you did preach, you preached from the side. Uh, if you brought a message, it wasn't called preaching. So even within myself, for a long time, I held on to what God had given me because of my own bias against that. So I had mm-hmm. to get past myself in, like, um, my, 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 my good friend, uh, prophetess Maisha said, um, I had to get past myself because the Holy Spirit had to bring me past myself in order mm-hmm. to see that that's not what God wanted um, and that I did wow. have a bias. I didn't even realize I had a bias. You know, some folks don't even realize they have a bias, which I'm hoping that this opens up to help people realize, like, man, I'm, I might have a bias and not even realize it. So absolutely, you know, I, I've, I've had the same thing. And I as well have experienced it in, on, in both. So I've been in Baptist mm-hmm. and then also Church of God in Christ for 10 years. So I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know both sides of that. Um, and then both sides of women versus men. Even in my own family, women, you know, not believing yeah. in women preachers and also men in my own family, which is okay. it's interesting to, to, to um, 
experience that. Let me just read. I want everyone to know we're talking about what a bias is so we can, so we can set the foundation. And then I want us to go to John, the eighth chapter. And let's, we'll talk about this a little bit, um, um, ministers, because I want people to understand what happened in the times of the Bible of where, um, and also First Timothy, of where um, some women were called out were called out, you know, um, versus a man not being called out. So I want to talk about that. But first of all, biases. The noun for that, and I'm looking on dictionary.com, so nothing special, a particular tendency, a trend, an inclination, a feeling, or opinion, especially one that is preconceived or unreasoned. That's a bias. I'll read it again. A particular tendency, trend, inclination, feeling, or opinion, especially one that is preconceived or unreasoned, not necessarily factual. The second, um, the second uh, definition that I thought was truly interesting, unreasonably hostile feelings or opinions about a social group Prejudice and reasonably hostile feelings or opinions about a social group of prejudice. The third one was an oblique or diagonal line of direction, especially across a woven fabric. And that has nothing really to do with that, but I wanted to read that so people would understand. So, the thing that struck me was unreasonably hostile feelings or opinions about a social group or prejudice and then an inclination or feeling of opinion, preconceived or unreasoned. These are often not factual things. Am I right? That's right. When we thought things out, when we think about yeah, when we think about racial biases, so let's let's just kind of talk about the different types of biases that there are. Um, and then I want to go to John 8 and 1 Timothy, where it talks about specifically women being called out. So the two of you, what are some other type of biases that we may have in the church? Not, I, I'm not talking just in society, but in the church even. I know one thing that um, has been brought to my attention lately, business supporter, um, is uh, what what we're seeing is um, – when we have a, a, how can I say, a, a, we used, back in the day we called it backsliding. When we see um, someone who who has made a mistake, I know I I know that I see what I see is it's much uh, easier for a church to forgive a man that has done a wrong than a woman. I've seen this with my own eyes. Um, in the in the case of. Um, uh, infidelity or in the case of, um, uh, you know, just whatever financial uh, dishonesty, uh, you know, or, or other words, theft. Um, I've just seen that it's, it's, in my experience, it's much easier to forgive a man in ministry and restore right. than it is a woman. So that's another mm-hmm. thing that I've seen, you know, and, and experienced, um Within my within my ministry, or you know, per se. So I don't know why that is. I don't know why it's much easier for us to restore a male than it is a female. 
So that's another bias that I see, um, not in society, but right in the church. Wow, wow. Um, Prophetess Tate? Um, yeah, I would I would have to agree with that, and I would I've also seen the reverse of you know just people assuming that a certain gender is to do a certain thing within the context of the church. Um, for instance, um, intercessors um, are tend to, people tend to think of an intercessor being um, a yeah. woman. Um, right. Yes. And mm-hmm. <laughs> my husband is some kind of intercessor, you know. And um, I am seeing um, a lot of men um, taking their positions as intercessors and um, and being the prayer warriors within the house of God. And I think that that's something that, you know, we tend to think of as being a woman's role. However, um, some men are called to be intercessors as well. That's true. That's good. I also see... I also see some biases when it comes to white versus black, Hispanic versus mm-hmm. white or black, mm-hmm. or any other mm-hmm. um, ethnic background in the church. And you, yeah. you know, they have there's a saying that the most I don't know what it's called the most um, discriminatory hour in the in the week is the church hour across yeah. the nation because that's when we have our you know white. Caucasian congregations that get together with their Caucasian uh-huh. brothers and sisters and African Americans with theirs and Hispanics with theirs and it's and even and even um, um, Japanese and Chinese with theirs the Jews that uh-huh. Uh-huh. that time frame so there's many biases you know feelings and opinions of how someone should act I think about one one I watched this and then we're going to get back to um, the gender I I watched this one time in a church and a uh, uh, older or mid you know middle aged white lady she wanted to get involved in the African American church. Well some people had an issue with that because this is our church. She's not gonna come and take control. I'm sorry. I didn't know that the church belonged to a certain person or group of people. I really thought it belonged to Jesus Christ. I, I must have made a mistake, right. you know. <laughs> I must have made a mistake. And so I I made a point to say something because, uh-huh. and, you know, I'm, I was grown at the time, but I made it a point because we've got to get away from these biases in the church. And even uh-huh. if it seems like someone, let me think, let me talk about mental, um, mental illnesses. Now, there are some things that, you know, certain mentalists, they can't do and cannot do. But let's not discredit the power of God operating in someone that has autism, operating in someone who may have been hooked on drugs. If we are Mm -hmm. believers, we would understand the supernatural power of God with wisdom. I'm not saying just let Mm -hmm. people do anything, but with wisdom Mm -hmm. and give an opportunity or space for people to do what God has sent them on this earth to do. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's really good. good. Mm-hmm. And, and even with age, um, sometimes there's yeah. bias about age. You know, um, today my, my father has been sick, and one of the members asked that we all surround him for prayer at the end of service, and the Holy Spirit let, said to me, let the kids lay hands on him. Right. And, you know, um, sometimes 
I believe that their gifting is not even really being tapped into because they're kids. And they may be given youth Sunday where they get to take control of the service and and, uh, be in charge of of a service, but I believe that he's operating in them 24-7 like he's operating in us. And um, there tends to be a bias even with age in the church. That's that's for sure. <laughs> don't I'm gonna get I don't want to get on that story, but that is for sure. Um, and and you know, in many different areas, there's so many biases. So let's get back to the gender biases. Let's turn to John eight, and this is a familiar scripture for all of us or most of us. John eight, um, John the eighth chapter. I'm reading the New King James version. It says, "But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives." Now early in the morning he came again into the temple, and all the people came to him, and he sat down and taught them. So he's at the temple. People came to him. He sat down. He's teaching. Then you got these scribes and Pharisees brought to him a woman caught in adultery. So they had to bring her in front of everybody while he's ministering. Mm-hmm. Y'all hear me? Y'all hear me? Mm-hmm. They bring the woman right, while right. You know, and they're supposed to be the keepers of the law. And when they had sex, because in their mind, they had a certain bias. <laughs> and mm-hmm. when they had set her in the midst, they didn't just take her to church. They took her in the middle of everybody. They said to him, mm. teacher, rabbi, that's what, that's what that is, rabbi, this woman was caught in, in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what do you Then they said, testing him, that they might have something of which to accuse. This they said, testing him, that they might have something of which to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground with his finger as though he did not hear. So when they continued, we know the story, asking him, they continued badgering him, basically. He raised himself up. He's like, okay, they ain't going to stop. Let me say something. And said to them, (laughs) <laughs> Y'all know how it is. Mama, 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 mama. Okay, what, what? And said to them, he who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. And again, he stooped down. Jesus was somebody. Let me tell you. He stooped down and wrote on the ground. Then those who heard it being convict conscience, uh-huh, went out one by one, beginning, listen to this, with the oldest even to the last. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst, when Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? She said, no one, Lord. (laughs) And Jesus said to her, and neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Then Jesus spoke mm, to them mm, again, mm. verse 12, saying, I am the light of the world. I want y'all to get this. This blew me away earlier. I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. We'll talk about that in just a minute. But it is so interesting that he says this after the accusers left. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's so interesting that he said it at a time where there is a woman being accused of adultery. Now, let's talk about that, ladies. 
talk about how you and, 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 and Minister Malisha, you've already said there are times when it seems like women can't get away with certain things. We even set we used to sit women down if they were not married and they got pregnant mm-hmm. at first. They would sit down. But yes, the guy could still mm-hmm. sing in the choir. I know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Or lead it. Mm-hmm. Or lead the choir. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and lead the choir. But because she mm-hmm. was shown, and then there was other girls that were probably doing the same thing. I'm just, I, I'm just gonna tell you. But she was showing. But the other girls, they both laid down, but one came up with something. <laughs> right, 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 and right. So mm-hmm. we even, we because of a biased opinion. So women, talk about that. I'm gonna let y'all go with that. Well, absolutely. Uh, what what I have to say. Oh, I'm sorry, Maisha. No, go ahead, sis. Oh, okay. I what what I was going to say is it it seems like it's always that way, and um, it ha- that has not changed. Um, uh, I'm I'm not gonna say that we set people down, but what we do um, instead of setting them down is we make them feel so ashamed that they stop coming to church or uh, you know just. And I've seen this. I've seen I've seen this in the past year. Um, they stopped coming to church. Um, it, it's just it's amazing to me. Um, I saw, uh, you know, just I've I've seen this. But I believe that the reason why Jesus waited to tell her this is because she was the one that needed to hear it. She was the one. Wow. He was he was he was planting a seed in her because she was the one with the testimony. She was the one because she should have been dead by the end of that. She was the one who walked away <laughs> and understood the word that God gave her, that Jesus gave her at that point. And so she's going to go forth, right? And this is my own kingdom imagination. I know that she couldn't do anything but go forth and tell her testimony to all the other women. You don't even have to do that because you can be forgiven, right? And so right there, Jesus planted a seed in a woman, an ashamed woman. He told her to lift her head up and go and sin no more because I'm the light of the world. So all these folks, you don't even have to be worried about them <laughs> as long as you're following me. So that's the word I get. And that's what I see. But, but so often in today's day and age, we, we're so busy running. We run from, from the hospital. My pastor always says, you know, sick people go to the hospital. So why when people are hurting and sin, they don't run to the church. We run away from the church. But what we have to do is we, 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 we allow people to run away. So in the gender bias, wow. I think sometimes we also get caught up in, well, I don't want to be mm-hmm. too close to that because I don't want mm-hmm. to be associated with that. You know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. and I'm learning mm-hmm. as I grow. And when I say get older, I mean older spiritually, not physically. As I grow and right. I get older, I don't care. <laughs> you know, it's, it's about that light. You know, it's about an audience of one. Um, and that's who you're living for. Because I, I'm, not, I'm not even going to sit up here and pretend, you know, uh, that, you know, I'm like, ooh, you know, in my ministry, I don't know if I should be doing this with this person. Because, you know, I have done that. But you know what? When God says move, you got to move. God mm-hmm. said let the first person without sin cast a stone. Yet we don't live by it. Oh, but uh, that, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and let my, my prophetess friends jump in. But that's my experience. This stuff still happens today. Um, 
you know, but Jesus is a light. And what we have to remember is that um, my sin may not look like yours, but I'm still just as dirty. And if it had not been for the blood, yes. I, I would be going to heaven. I'd be busting hell wide open, as my big sister Donna Walker says. I'd be busting hell wide open if it wasn't for the blood, you know? <laughs> well, I would have to chime in and, and get in on that and, and say amen. <laughs> yeah. I would definitely be in that group, too. Um, I have a couple of layers going on with my story. Um, being a pastor's daughter as mm. well as um, – a girl growing up in church, um, there there are many layers that may not even come from um, my household per se. However, the way the church perceives you and the way society perceives you um, as a pastor's daughter, um, I never could measure up to those expectations. And sometimes mm. those expectations are just, you know, perfectionism. And so I struggled with perfectionism for a long time. And then I discovered Jesus. However, um, I learned um, growing up and and getting off track in college, I I became pregnant and I had a child out of wedlock. And, you know, um, there were members of the church who really were very judgmental. And then there were others who were very um, loving during that time. Um, I am by no means condoning sin by these statements. However, it's how we respond as a church. If someone yeah. does make a mistake, um, I believe Faces. that really makes the difference. Um, and those who responded in love were, were instruments, you know, to help me get to Jesus. And those who, who weren't, you know, those who were judging me pushed me closer to him as well. And so... Amen. Um, I see it as a blessing that I was caught. <laughs> I see it as a blessing. Cusers all had to walk away, you know, and that I got alone time with Jesus Christ, the one who created me and, and changed my whole way of thinking and living and being. Um, he began to release the church in me. I was no longer mm. going to church. I became the church. Mm. And so I'm grateful today that I was caught. I'm grateful today that Jesus took time to talk to me when everybody else walked away. Mm. So um, this story is my story. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, sis, that is so profound because what one thing, and you just brought it out. One thing I wanted to say, what if she had never got caught? She wouldn't have got a word from Jesus. Let right. me tell you, with every and I, let me tell you, I done made a whole lot of mistakes and sins in my life. I'm just gonna put it out there. And some people loved on me, and some people shunned me. And let mm-hmm. me tell you something. But if I didn't have the shunners, I wouldn't understand how God could heal me the way He can heal you through and through. Because you yeah. have to go to Him. And he gives you the word. So you need to preach that one day, um, Prophet of Satan, because um, there's, yeah. there's, there's healing. And make sure you invite me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm back to the scripture today. Today, there's healing and being caught. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You want to know Jesus? 
let me tell you something. I ain't saying to go out there and just do stuff, but listen to this. People of God, and I'm talking to the audience right now, listen to this. (laughs) I got listeners saying, and that's me, and that's me. Listen to this. If you hadn't got caught, would you have the revelation you have now? If you Mm -hmm. hadn't done it, would you have what you what he gave you? You know, we got to think about, he, the Bible says, I turned it around. The Lord Jesus turns it around. What the devil meant for evil, God will turn yes. it around for our good. good. It may not yes. feel good, but it is for our good. Oh, my God. And so the lesson for us Christians in the body of Christ is to restore one another. Learn how to restore. Yes. Learn how to pull mm-hmm. them back in. Mm-hmm. Learn how not to judge. Learn how to love. I keep talking about love. Yes. Learn how to love those who despitefully use you. What you say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> can, can you imagine? He says, I'm, oh, my goodness, you done, y'all done stirred me up, but I got to let y'all talk. <laughs> so when, when, when he said, I am the life, now he could have mm. been preaching on this. I don't know. But he says, I am the life. And he said, I think it said for life. Let me just let me just make sure I am reading that correctly. I want you to get the 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 context of this because if we miss the context of it, we'll miss the true revelation of what God Jesus is saying to the people. He says, mm-hmm. I am the light of the world. He who follows me, he, that's the invitation he, she got right there, shall not walk in darkness. What, the, what people will put you in is darkness because they want to stone you. They want to kill you. They want to talk about you. They want to bury you. They want to leave you for dead. He says, but I have come that you will have life more mm. abundantly. But the, this scripture says, but have the light of life. So he came so she could have life. She was brought mm-hmm. so she could have life, not to die. Mm-hmm. He says, I want, I want you to understand. They may have wanted to stone you, but I want you to live. Oh. <laughs> Thank I you, Lord. You yes. <laughs> so, yes, yes. Prophetess Maisha, I'm glad I was caught too. Oh. Woo. Y'all done yes. me up on that Hallelujah. one right there. So, who cares if they don't want us in the pulpit? Who cares if they don't want us to be bishop? Who cares if they don't want us to be prophetess? I don't care. I Listen, oh, my goodness. I, I just, y'all have pushed me into a whole different arena right now. And what I'm about to step into, I just got tremendous confirmation. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter because Jesus Wanted us to have life. He wanted Maisha. Yes. He wanted Monica. He wanted Dancia to have life. Yes. And mm-hmm. what a mighty God we serve. Oh, women of God. Yes. I know y'all Thank got something you, to say because I, I could run with that one. That served me. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, and just the imagery for me. See, I'm a visual person. And, mm. and the imagery of this text gets me because I'm looking at her being brought in the midst of them. I'm looking mm-hmm. at them being being assembled together and Jesus teaching and, and and then after this incident she gets a one on one with Jesus. My God. One on one. No judgment in the room, no condemnation, right. just Jesus. And mm-hmm. if you could just get to Jesus, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> if mm-hmm. you could just get that one on one with him, oh my God. That is life. 
Jesus gives me so much life. You know, he really does. That's a new statement now. I'm hearing people say, ooh, this donut is giving me life. No, Jesus is mm, giving Jesus me so much you life. life. Yes, yes, yes. You know what I'm saying? Right. And he is, I mean, I was just thinking about that, and I'm like, how many men actually took the time to talk to this woman? Mm. You know? Yeah. How many men actually took the time to talk to her? Right. But get this, (laughs) my sister. It said the older ones left and then the younger ones. So some yes. of them younger ones, we're just following behind the older ones. So we got to be careful about what mm. we're doing because they're watching us. They're like, oh, they left. So I guess we live. We're going to go on and leave too. <laughs> the <laughs> older ones. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We got to be That's careful. Good. We got to be mm-hmm. careful. And they mm-hmm. are watching. Mm-hmm. I, and they are watching. Mm-hmm. I visualize. Well, okay, so the older ones, they probably done messed up so much, they like, listen, ain't no sense of me hanging around here because I know. <laughs> they be like, okay, he done caught me because I know I done had probably 10 more than any of these younger people, so let me just walk on out. <laughs> Jesus gave them the right hand of fellowship. <laughs> he gave them the benediction. <laughs> The benediction came before the truth. The truth started. <laughs> Love. <laughs> All right. Oh, I can just Jesus. imagine. I love it. I love mm-hmm. it. All right. So, um, um, uh, I was thinking of one other thing from this. It, you know, we also Jesus was a great. The, a great demonstrator of how we should respond. And he Amen. was not quick to respond to their accusations. He was not so that's quick good. to respond to their questions. And so that's Amen. the wisdom. And you know what, what it hit me, I said, why did he take so long? And, I, and then it dawned on me, why am I so quick to respond to it? Because mm. not everything deserves a response. I remember, I'm not sure who it was, but it was, um, it could be two of the women, um, most recently in my life, they said, you don't always have to respond to things that are going on or going against you. Not everything deserves a response. And it definitely deserves a response the way you're feeling about it. And so as a result of me not responding as much to certain things, my feelings mm. now I don't react the same even within myself. Forget about what I say on the outside. Within myself, I don't have the same feelings. And so Jesus took his time in responding. And when he responded, his response gave benediction. (laughs) 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 And we got to respond in a way can nobody come back. To that situation the same You can't You, you, they were, you just can't mm-hmm. <laughs> And he was the only one who could stone her He was the only one what? Who technically could have Taken a stone And thrown it at her Based right. on her behavior right. Based on her choice like You know mm-hmm. um, He was the one who could have picked up a stone right. because he was the one without sin. Without sin, yes. Sis. Yet he chooses love. 
Mm. Yes. Mm. What a lesson. Mm-mm. What a Mm-mm. lesson. Mm-mm. But, but now we're supposed to be talking about the biases, and we don't got on the love of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and how about this is the third time today. It started in Sunday school for me, went through the message for me, and now here we are. Yes, wow. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. Mm-hmm. So, so what less, okay, in light of the turn of this conversation, what lesson, mm-hmm. um, Prophetess Maisha, um, should we, what lesson do you think people should get out of this in your opinion? In my opinion, um, and what I have what I have learned as a woman um, who was first called to be with him um, and to be his daughter, and then also to speak his word and to um, bring messages of life to his people, what I have learned in ministry is to not over identify with um, the title, the position, the assignment, but to identify as a true daughter of the son of the living God and to really know that I was created to first worship him and be with him and serve him in a way that others will see that. And in doing that, I find myself feeling less offended by people's choices to be biased. Mm. In doing wow, so, I yes. don't mind sitting in the pew, you know. If Jesus yes. is in me and I'm in the room, I belong here, <laughs> okay. But And so it's just empowered me. I've, I, It helps you to become very solid from the inside, yes. being a woman in ministry. And you don't have the gift of relying on people's biases, if you will. Um, Mm, Sometimes. Say that again. As a woman, we don't get the privilege or or the, the, the ability to be comfortable with what people think ministry is about because we have to be solid from the inside and know who God has called us to be. And there have been churches where my husband is welcome in the pulpit and I'm not. And being okay with that and knowing that my anointing is my anointing and all of that, you know, is is from God. And no human being can affirm me more than God can. And Hmm. no human being can take me out of that position because he ordained me before I was born. And so um, I feel very blessed to know and to have a solid relationship with Jesus Christ and to not over-identify with the title um, reverend, prophetess, you know, minister. And they have their function and they have their place. We do need to give respect right. and honor to authority. That's not Absolutely. my point in saying that. Um, but I'm saying that God is the giver of that title. God is the giver of that authority and keeping that in mind, it helps you not to focus on what man says and what man tries to do um, concerning your ministry. And um, right. I'm, a, I'm just excited, you know, put it simply, I'm just a, a girl who really loves Jesus. You know, um, I don't come with any type of pretense or, or anything like that because he loves me in my very broken place. 
And so mm. I'm just glad that I get to speak um, to broken people. And um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. men have, men who were definitely against women preachers and females have come to me personally um, and said things like, I helped change their views of what it is to be a woman preacher. Um, and Bless I'm so glad Lord. my sis, Monisha Porter, brought that out, that sometimes even the women don't think that women um, are to be preachers in the Bible. And I don't even have to throw scripture at them and try to defend myself. I just let let the spirit speak for himself. <laughs> and, yes. and then they can, they can be convicted within their own hearts as, as to whether that's the truth or not. <laughs> Amen. Amen on that. Amen. That is that is wonderfully said. Wonderfully said. We don't have to worry about that. You know, a great woman of God, um, Mother Jones, my mama, told me that many yes, years ago. Lord. She said, do not be worried about what people think of what's going to happen with you in ministry or what you need to do in ministry. You think about Amen. what God said and obey him. And because Amen. I'm a procrastinator. You know, by nature, I'm a procrastinator. She says, uh-huh. and don't procrastinate. And then I have some people <laughs> coming along talking about stop procrastinating, you know. But she said that many years ago. And it's, isn't it wonderful that you have someone in your life that can encourage you to be who yeah, God absolutely. made you and what he made you? And we don't have to worry yeah, about that, you know. God will take care mm-hmm. of that. Amen. That's wonderful. Wonderful. Not thing. at all. I'm Minister Monisha. Yes, ma'am. So, uh, Prophetess Maisha is, is um, a lot further along in her journey, but I thank God for people like her and people like you, Reverend Dancia, because um, neither of you know, but God sent you both at an opportune time for me because I have allowed, um, and I say allowed, I have allowed mm-hmm. others' biases to almost make me question what God has put in me um, and as if he made a mistake. So mm-hmm. um, at those times where... I'm like, Lord, is this is this really what you call me to do? He has dropped you uh, right in the midst, and you don't even know it. He has dropped uh, uh, Prophetess Maisha in my in my midst. She didn't even know it. She gave me a word. She didn't even know it. Um, it could it could even be something that you posted. That's why I tell people social media is not a bad thing because mm-hmm. it's, whatever you post is a word for somebody. And I just think um, and and what she said is profound because. As I operate in my calling and my anointing and know who I am and and what he has called me to do, I don't have to worry about the rest. And and those, again, those biases are not as strongly, uh, you know, they don't have a strong impact on me anymore, if any. Right. I'm not going to say if, if there's no impact. Um, I'm growing. But the impact that it did have, it doesn't have that type of impact. The impact is so slight. I might recognize it. Sometimes I don't even recognize it until it's over. I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, mm-hmm. Lord Jesus. But, but that's so profound. So I thank you for that word. I thank you for having me on, uh, Reverend Dancia. Um, but, again, if I can just encourage somebody, just remember God does not make mistakes. So don't question what he has planted inside of you. Amen. Mm. Amen. And I oh want to thank goodness. you as well, Reverend Morris. Thank you so much for this invitation to join in um, and and 
give my two cents to this uh, very rich word <laughs> and sharing. Yes, I Lord. appreciate you so much, and what God is doing in you is powerful. Yes. And I yes. thank God that he's given you this platform to release some um, some kingdom authority, you know, um, because it's so needed. It's so needed, and I'm just grateful to be a part of it today. Praise God. To God be the glory. I will tell you I take no credit for it at all. Um, God is the <laughs> one that does it. And I will tell you, um, ladies, I, I mean, I, I thank you, but to God be the glory. Um, I will tell yeah. you, ladies, uh, this is one of the most, um, interactive, um, spiritually interactive conversations and dialogue that I've had on the program. And so yeah, I would like for you to Lord. come bless back. the Lord. Absolutely. Thank you. All three of us know this was not planned. Right. <laughs> None of this. And there's some people listening that know this was not planned. This was not, um, this was all God. Because the truth mm-hmm. be told, the topic came around 3 o'clock, two hours before the broadcast. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I want, so I'm going to say this, and normally I wouldn't give all the, the background for it, but I'm going to say this because. People need to understand kingdom authority because when you walk in authority in the kingdom of God, God makes things come into place supernaturally. And so these two women of God, I put out, you know, the come on, these two could. There were more that, that wanted to and could not. And so I want a dialogue between several different women. These two women particularly said they were to come on. And guess what? This was the most effective, spiritually effective dialogue I've had on this program. This is, there's a couple of them that are really, really good, don't get me wrong, but that we've had in a long time. And I'm appreciative, and I'm, I'm going to publicly say I want the two of you back on a, a couple more dialogues throughout the year as we talk. I don't, I don't know what that looks like, but I'm going to put it out there, and I want the people of God to trust God when it looks like it can't happen. The topic didn't Amen. come from me. It came from Bishop Jester. She confirmed mm. the word of God, the idea, and then Pastor T came along. Let me just give honor to whom honor is due. Pastor T came along and said, I'll Amen. jump in. And there, you know, and there was a couple um, um, prophetess. Um, um, Strozier said she'll come on, but we didn't make Amen. it happen. So I will tell you this. The, the, whole, the program was not supposed to be the program. Everyone knows the third Sunday is supposed to be something else. But let me tell you something. God's plan is better than any plan. When you walk Amen. in authority, you will go ahead, and the enemy could be against you, and others can be against you. But if God be for you, who can be against hey. you? Yeah. I, yeah. I want mm-hmm. you to understand. Oh, my, 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 my. Oh, my, my, Thank you, Jesus. Only God, if we trust him, if we're obedient to him. So, um, Prophetess Maisha, Minister Monisha, I need the two of you back very soon. And I, I mean that. I am humbled. I am humbled and I am honored to do so. Um, just let me know, you know, and, and I yes, will definitely have the time um, to come on and share in this time because 
I just feel the spirit of God on this thing. I don't know about yeah. Yeah, um, but I, I'm in my niece's bedroom, hiding out, trying to hide out from the family. <laughs> but man, I feel like having church in this room right now. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's such a stirring happening, and I want to give honor to Bishop yeah. Jester. Oh my gosh, and yeah, right. Apostle Stevens and. Uh, yeah, so many women who have gone before us, um, that's right, and 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 plowed and and tarried in this area in this territory, um, and mm-hmm, beyond, mm-hmm. of course. Um, but I we stand on giant shoulders, and I'm that's honored right. to be right. among such wonderful, powerful women of God. Yes, amen. Yes, amen. So I, I want am to um, go right ahead. No, no, I was just saying, I too am honored in any time, sis, any time. Praise God. So I want to close out in prayer, um, and then I want the two of you to actually pray, and just um, about a minute or so prayer, and just pray for um, particularly the women of God in the ministry and releasing them from... um, I'm not sure what it is, but releasing them for the thought and from the even some biases and releasing them from that pressure, releasing them from their own, the pressure that they put on themselves in ministry as well. And so if you two can pray us out with that and just, and, and I'm saying a minute, but how the Lord leads you as well. Amen. From the stronghold of biases, that's what we're praying for. Amen. Father, we just bless your holy name. You are an awesome yes. God. We glorify you now, O oh God. We lift your name above everything, O oh God. We lift your name even above gender, O oh God. You're a mighty yes, God. Lord. You're an excellent yes. God. You're a glorious Hallelujah. God. You are a mighty God. We worship Hallelujah. you, O oh God. We thank you, O oh God, for calling us to be in your presence, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that you put down the stone that you could have thrown and stoned us with. You loved us with an everlasting love. You're the bishop of our souls. We're grateful to be your daughters and sons, oh God. We're grateful to be your children, oh God. And we thank you there are no barriers in the kingdom of God, that your love extends beyond gender and beyond age, oh God. Your love extends beyond race, oh God. It, It extends beyond people's prejudices, oh God. You're good, God. You're a good God. You love us all, oh God. I thank you for the gift of the Holy Ghost. I command every daughter in the atmosphere to arise up and take their position in the name of Jesus. I command every daughter who is silenced with shame to command them to come out and be a part of this Oh God, I command them to speak with the power and the authority of the Lord God Almighty. I command every stronghold of the enemy that would try to keep them down to be broken in the name of Jesus. The Lord God rebuke you. 
The blood of Jesus is against you. I thank you, Lord, for crowning your daughter with your glorious power, O oh God. Yellow, I thank you, yellow. Lord God, for leading us and guiding us, Lord God. I thank you for fine-tuning our ears to your Holy Spirit, O oh God. Yellow, I thank yellow. you for your word that is upon our tongues like fire, O oh God. I thank you that it's stirring in their bellies even now, O oh God. And I pray, Lord God, that every woman would take their position, O oh God, and that they would spend time with you, O oh God, and that they would learn that they are present in your sight, Lord God. Release them in the name of Jesus. I thank you for my sisters tonight. Sister Dancia Morris, Lord God, I pray for her household, oh God. I pray for her marriage, oh God. I pray for her ministry, oh God. I pray for everything that she touches is blessed, oh God. I thank you for her, Lord God. I thank you for crying out to you, Lord God, when nobody else is looking, oh God. I thank you for her integrity, oh God. I thank you for her faithfulness, oh God. I thank you, Lord God, for teaching her how not to procrastinate, oh God. Holy Ghost, I thank you for what you're doing in her life, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that this thing would continue to multiply and grow in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm, Jesus, yeah, Lord, yeah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, J
Thank you, O oh God. Thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory. Thank you. Hallelujah. Oh, bless God. Bless God. Bless God. We just um, we're just in awe in God's presence right now. Just, just thank Him. Thank you so much. Um, thank you, Lord. So much for um, you both being here on tonight. I, I will tell you that um, we are. Um, We are just in awe of God's presence right now, yes. in awe of God's yes. presence, in awe of what he does. And so um, in closing, just um, keep in mind, um, in particular women of God, but for everyone, for everyone, um, what you are in the kingdom of God is a threat to the enemy. And so if you can hang on to what God has made you, the ministry he has given you, the giftings he has given you, and know that it comes from the giver, the sovereign God, and you honor and acknowledge him. Um, He, too, can keep you from biases. He can keep you into the path where you have um, authority in your territory and not to be, I'm going to say this, and not to be jealous of anyone else, not to be competitive. Mm -hmm. The only thing you need to compete for is in your race to get to the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus and fulfilling the calling of what God has um, um, called you to do. And I I will tell you that um, my spirit has been quickened even the more, and I know that's not a word that we use in everyday language, but my spirit is definitely quickened. And I'm in in awe of what God has done. So um, women... Um, woo, my goodness, I, I need to close. I know I need to close, but um, I thank you all for coming on, and I know that I'm going to have you back. I feel that in my spirit even more so the more we are going on to, to tonight into this. And so I want everyone, um, I want to say thank you to everyone for joining us, and I, I tell you, this is one of those ones that will be repeated. I'll probably replay this in the near future so that people can hear this particular broadcast. We're not trying to redo this. We're not trying to reinvent this. How God does it, he does it, and he gets the glory, and he is um, accredited to this, and we acknowledge him. But thank you so much for joining Kingdom Authority. I am your host, Reverend Dancia Jones-Morris. I want you to tune in every Sunday, every Sunday at 5 o'clock p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you for those who are joining us in the New York area, especially in the Florida area. East Coast time, tune in. We'll be on from 8 o'clock at least to 9 o'clock. And tune in on Blog Talk Radio under um, the Ministry of Kingdom Empowerment Incorporated. I want you to tune in every Sunday at 5 o'clock p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 8 o'clock Eastern Daylight Time. And you can follow me on Facebook, Dancia Jones-Morris, my page, Dancia Jones-Morris. I will make sure to post the two guests on tonight and so that you can see them and hear from them. I want you to look for great. Great and mighty things from this woman. I just heard the Lord. I, I heard, I don't know if Egypt is in the land, is in mind for either one of you, but you've got to go to Egypt. Oh, Rambabasko, Maki and the Holy Land. 
I hear that Hallelujah. ever so strongly. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 